Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. Welcome to the weekly We Are LA Tech Remix episode. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. I'm Jennifer Keeney-Sendro. I'm the executive producer of Work It, which is a festival for women and non-binary podcasters happening in downtown LA. Yeah, I mean, the way we do it mechanically is really simple. We ask every single person who's going to be a presenter or an attendee at Work It if they're willing to volunteer their time to be a mentor or if they want to be mentored. And we ask a few simple questions about what people are most interested in, either mentoring, like topics that they feel qualified to speak to, or on the mentee side, topics that they'd really like someone to give them advice on. And then we hand match them. It's There's not an algorithm. It's, it's an actual employee here who sifts through all <laughs> of these things awesome. and pairs people up. And, um, and on the front end, all we do is we ask people to, at the festival at some point, connect. And we have a lounge space dedicated for that. We have a lunch break, you know, we have a coffee hour in the mornings, we have parties, you know, there's different spaces within the festival that people can make those meetings happen. And we hope that when we make those matches, that at the very least, they'll have a really productive half hour or an hour together. But we've heard from people that a lot of times those relationships actually do continue and they keep in touch. And there's a lot of ways that that can be valuable. I think another thing that we're working on. And this year, we have a really great presentation from one of the women who started the Employees of Color Mentoring Program at NPR, is we want to let people know how to be a great mentor and how to, you know, ask and respect the mentor you get um, for what you need from them. Because I think that there's a lot of times when maybe you need a listening ear or empathy, maybe you need advice, maybe you need someone to help you get that next job. It can be tricky for people to know how to make those asks and how to make the most of the time they have with a mentor. So we're, we're now starting to bake into the conference a little bit of education around that so that people really can make the most of these meetings we're able to get them. Amazing. I love it. If someone's out of town or or they can't make it because their schedule's too busy, is there any way to access the content happening at Work It without physically attending? Yes. Um, we do video. We stream video live and we put it on demand. And of course, we make a podcast. So there is a Work It podcast. And if you want to go back, you can find episodes going all the way back to the first year of Work It. So we'll be releasing the 2019 sessions a few weeks after the festival. But it's really great. And I've found that people all over the world find this and get to benefit from all this wit and wisdom we gather from some of the best women in podcasting through this podcast. So there's lessons on making shows, there's 
information on the business side of podcasting. And there's even stuff that's more general career advice and personal motivation. So you can definitely find that anywhere you normally find your podcasts. Amazing. And we'll include all the links in the show notes as well. So you guys can easily just click away and see that. Thanks so much, Jennifer. That's awesome that you guys make it available. And that's not just while the event is happening. That's post-event too, right? Because you said you could go into the archives and see about all the past events. Is that is that accurate? Yes. Okay, great. 100% Thank on you. demand. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of cool. I, I have actually found like I've been at conferences in all different places and people will come running over like, I heard this work it episode and I, you know, and it's really cool to see that people find these really great presenters um, sessions through that. It's definitely niche if you're not a podcaster, but um, but they're they are well loved by the people that find it. Hi, my name is Sivan Cohen, CEO of Noria Water Technologies, where we're optimizing industrial processes. We're based in Los Angeles. I have learned that when I thought that it was important to be able to break down technical concepts for other people to understand for commercializing a technology, it's way more important to be able to do that when you're fundraising. Um, people uh, that are investing money, uh, venture capital or private equity or uh, angel investors, um, you know, they are looking across such a broad spectrum of, uh, you know, of different types of technologies and in different industries. Uh, you really have to be able to break it down quite concisely. And that can be hard to do, especially when you're in industrial technology. Totally. Yeah. I know nothing about industrial technology, <laughs> but I believe you. <laughs> I do know a lot about industrial technology and it's still pretty difficult. <laughs> How has L.A. been supportive of you guys in your growth? Like what events have been just really great support or resources, accelerators? What have you accessed here in Los Angeles? Uh, so far, uh, Los Angeles, I have been to... Uh, events hosted by Expert Dojo, which has been really interesting. Uh, I went to an event just a few weeks back with a good friend of mine uh, that was focused on women in tech uh, as well. And also the uh, Los Angeles Clean Tech Incubator in downtown LA. They're a great uh, incubator of tech. And I think that they're we're really at the forefront of uh, bringing tech to LA in the clean tech space. They have been doing a lot of great stuff and we'll make sure to include links to that in the show notes. Um, have you found that it's easy to source talent here in LA? Are you at that stage yet? Uh, including how has fundraising been here in Los Angeles? Uh, accessing talent, I think when you're in a large metropolitan area, especially one with excellent universities like we have here in Los Angeles, uh, isn't too difficult. I would, uh, I might be saying something different if we weren't doing a, we are LA tech podcast. And, uh, as far as fundraising is concerned, uh, similarly, uh, we have access to just a lot of people, uh, here in Los Angeles and up in Silicon Valley. But because of the nature of the industry that we're in, which is tech, but as applied to industrial verticals, uh, we've really been talking to investors from all over the world, not just here in Los Angeles. And have you found that there's any like I mean, you've had this privilege of being in three of the top demographics for or geographies for tech culture. What are some, if you don't mind sharing, of the advantages of being in L.A. and then some of the disadvantages compared to Silicon Valley and Tel Aviv? Uh, and I'm assuming Tel Aviv. Was Tel Aviv where you were? 
I was actually in Jerusalem for most of the time You're in that Jerusalem? I was in Israel, but I did live in Tel Aviv as well. Oh, interesting. Where did you build the startup in Israel? It's based out of Jerusalem. Oh, interesting. Sorry yeah. for the <laughs> assumption. I just hear, I don't hear much about Jerusalem. It's Jerusalem. It's been growing. thriving. Yeah. There's a Jerusalem group for bringing tech companies over to Jerusalem and it's been, it's been thriving because there's also great universities out there. I wonder if Jerusalem is kind of like the Austin, Texas uh, of there because Austin is, is like trying to make its mark in tech as well. Yeah. And it's but it, like it never I don't think it gets mentioned enough. <laughs> it definitely doesn't. But there are some great groups out there that are trying to promote tech in Jerusalem. And because what ends up happening is you have a brain drain of all the talent from Jerusalem, of people going over to Tel Aviv to join the companies out there and they totally. want to keep them, uh, you know, keep them put. This is Greg Maska. I'm the CEO of Walkboard Technologies. We are the digital platform that makes moving happen. And we're based in West Los Angeles. Yeah, so we just raised our seed round. We just, we've kind of been bootstrapped, uh, you know, founder bootstrapped uh, until now. We just raised a $3 million seed round. Thank you. What? what? $3 million <laughs> yeah. is not a seed round. <laughs> well, it's, it is now it's crazy. Like the goalposts are moving on funding and crazy. like, we, yeah, we thought maybe it was a C series a, but series A's are like eight, 10 million now. So we, we raised, yeah. I mean, since it's our first kind of outside money, uh, we're calling it a seed round. Uh, so we just raised it for 3 million. And the goal is to take it from this platform that's connecting labor and freight carriers to we're actually you know buying our own trailers and you're starting to acquire assets and blow it out from a an actual moving company perspective. Yeah. And how many investors do you have or did you go with one firm? We, we went with about six different and it's all angel funded, um, interestingly enough. I hear uh, that that's better. Yeah. It, it, so they actually preferred it. What was interesting is we were talking to a number of institutional investors and angels, and we had a bunch of angels kind of on board saying, get an institutional to lead it and we'll all be, you know, we'll all follow in line. And when, as we were talking to institutional investors and you talk about goalposts moving, a lot of them would be like, this sounds really interesting and we love your traction. We love the pace at which you're growing. It's just maybe a couple months too early. Right. They wanted to, you know, we were doing, you know, X number of dollars per month and they just wanted to see us continue that growth. And it was like, I just okay, rolled my right, eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to, to see us continue that momentum. And our angels basically were like, look, this is an opportunity here that for whatever reason they want to wait a couple months, let's just do it. It, it also was good for them because it allowed us to remain an LLC, which allows them I believe this is not tax advice, <laughs> but I believe that it allows them to take the investment as a loss in their taxes this year because it's, it's a pass through entity as mm -hmm. an LLC. How I'll use this word mildly. <laughs> how easy was it for you to raise money? Not easy at all. Can you walk us through that? Yeah. So we, we were sort of bootstrapped by some friends and family. So obviously our, our thinking was that we were going to get institutional. We were going to do this round entirely institutionally. We all wanted outside capital, you know, as their validation. Yeah. And it, you know, the dollars were getting to a point where yeah. we needed it to be outside. Um, and so we did, we got a lot of meetings with VCs and the approach, you know, to was doing it VCs that, in LA or VCs? Outside you know, what was interesting is that we had a lot of luck with VCs in the Midwest. I, I think that a they lot move of more. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, so <laughs> sorry. Midwestern VCs tend to tended, I think, to be more interested in unsexy businesses. Yeah. I guess I should say. Yeah. Um, whereas, like the coast, a lot of coastal VCs were. Oh, you know, we're in you know VR, we're in right, deep right. tech, or you know, so uh, so I would How'd get. How do you even responses, find them in the Midwest? Uh, like Crunchbase, and you know, I got like Crunchbase Pro, and I would just, I would, I would research a lot of sort of adjacent, you know, what was other logistics and transportation companies getting funding, and who was investing in them, mm-hmm. and then so I would reach out to, you know, because it's really important to have a match with, you know, what is the industry. And, you know, the industry verticals that the VC is investing in, you know, they have to have expertise uh, amongst their partners in your industry. And so I did a lot of research, you know, about who was investing and what other companies that were sort of adjacent to ours or, you know, that would understand, you know, the the route optimization technology that we're building uh, and some of the, you know, the value that we are bringing to the industry. Um, So I would just, you know, I would email those folks. And, And to be honest, Cold emailing, very hard, very difficult in, you know, fundraising. So a lot of times what would happen is if I eventually got like a response on, you know, cold email and someone was like, you know what, Uh, we're just raising a fund ourselves right now. So the timing isn't quite right. Right, I would would just be like, do you know anybody else that you've done rounds with that might be interested? And sometimes they would be gracious enough to, you know, pass along our information to others. Join thousands of people in L.A. Tech on our We Are L.A. Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora. With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Community spotlight coordination by Anna Freeberg. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.